You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're definitely not recording inside a moving van. Jason actually did one time when when Jason was at Indiana at his daughter's gymnastics tournament and he was (laughs) recording in a van in a a hailstorm. Yeah. Yeah. God. Come on, people. I've been I've my daughter was into doing like competitive gymnastics. So I've been are we in the show now? Are we doing it? Yeah, Server, are we we recording? Randy, this is Michael Server. He's our producer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. We're good. Are we gonna server? I'm going to guess Michael Server is rarely called Michael. He's just Server. He's a Server. Yeah. He's a Server. Well, and on the, on Server's show, there are two Michaels, neither of whom go by Michael. Wow. So if he, if he zings you with something, does he get to say you got served? You got served. Oh, we haven't done that. That's a Server. I'm sorry. That's a thing now. It's been a, it's been a thing for a long time. I jumped all over that. We've one. been calling him oh, Sir Burr, yeah, like the 100%. South Carolina mascot. Oh yeah, that's right. The shutdown full cast. Uh, it was yeah, fast. I was. That's it was. Sweetie. But we got things to get to. We got guests to get to. We got things to do. We don't want to waste time. We want to tell everybody who our guests are. And who but, are you? Who are me? I'm Spencer Hall. And uh, joining me, as always, is Holly Anderson. Not um, as always. I'm a guest on this program. Oh, I'm sorry. A guest. A, per, a perennial week to week guest. We're all week to week, really, Yeah. if you think about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Our special guests this week, uh, special charity bowl week, invitees guests. Michigan won. We're recording this three days before the end of the charity bowl, but Michigan won. Michigan won. We're already telling you. (laughs) Michigan has a lead. (laughs) Michigan is $40,000 ahead. 
I mean, in nice. Case, in, in case like Michigan is the Milton Berle of the charity bowl, they will only pull out enough to win the bet, and then if necessary, we'll pull out the full member just to terrify you. That's what they show do. you. That's what they've done by Wednesday. Uh, joining us, this makes us Statler and Waldorf, which we, I like. That's true. We haven't gotten up from these chairs no. ever bolted here. Yeah. Um, we have Jason and Randy Sklar, the Sklar brothers, um, who. Uh, if you're not familiar with their work, frankly, you've been dead. Okay. Uh, or you're very young, which makes me sad. Wait, wait, you don't do that to them. <laughs> no, they're, they're young people who know. No, us, we're, but, we're familiar. We're familiar. <laughs> you know, they're starting to play Grey's Anatomy again and on Netflix and a new generation's getting into it. So we're getting a lot yeah. of that. A lot of kids who are like, oh, I know you guys. Did you guys know, like, you guys know that Dr. Spock? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was a brilliant Hollywood innovation to be like, what if doctors? Hot doctors. But hot doctors just love to get down in between diagnoses. Can we tell our Grey's Anatomy story? Please Please do. Being on the set. Yeah, yeah. So we Do you have a Shonda story? Because I have friends who've worked for her. No. No, but we have a great story about our dad who sadly is no longer with us. He had the best comment ever, and we only understood that it was the best comment ever, like much later. Years after you guys were you guys were conjoined twins on the show? Conjoined twins show who wanted to be separated because we were both in love with the same woman and we wanted to find out who she loved more. Yeah. I mean Grey's Anatomy thing. I love you, Grace. Right. And so And so they, I mean, it was like, okay, this was the time when Grey's Anatomy was watched by 25 million people and they couldn't give you the actual script because they were fearful that people who auditioned and didn't get the part would then reveal the script out to the public. And the week before we went on there, Isaiah Washington made those homophobic remarks. Oh God, that's right. So that was like tense when we walk on there. And the director is this really cool dude who did, who, who had just directed that episode of the wire in the school season where the, Sorry, spoiler alert on the wire, uh, where the kid's throat gets slashed. I mean, it was, he, he just, he had just directed like high art, unbelievable, one of the best shows ever. And he's directing this show. And Randy and I are in this stupid, like conjoined twins, you know, prosthetic. Was that latex? Climbing. Okay. Yeah, I have questions. Yeah, can this. I? <laughs> costuming questions. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, we'll tell you that. that I don't want to interrupt the flow. No, we'll get so, to those. So, so, well, we had to have a prosthetic made, and Randy, they've just picked me for some reason to have this prosthetic made, which means. So we go to this house that, this place that is doing this prosthetic, and it's, you know, top of the line prosthesis in, in, in LA and in Hollywood. These guys are like the best Tony of the Baker. best. It's like big time. Like Not Tony like, Baker, not Tony Jim, Baker. Jim, Jim Baker. Baker. Jim and Tammy not Faye Baker. No, I can't remember. It was whoever Baker. Wait, was it Rick, Rick, was it Rick Baker? Baker? Rick Baker. Thank you. Was it yeah. actually Rick Baker? It, it was, was his, his studio. Like his, his thing? Not, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's like, that's like American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rick Baker. I don't know why. I said so, I, yeah. Tony Baker's a friend of ours who's a comic, but whatever. Then, and Tammy so like. Tammy Baker we, prosthetics would be a different kind of amazing Do you know how she puts those eyelashes on? Okay. So, so we are, we go in there and, and this was 2006. We're from St. Louis. The Cardinals were in the world series and we're watching the world series game while they're building this prosthetic. We, we forced them to turn on the TV and put it on. And it was like 2006. This was the game that we won, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Jay? That was the series we won. Yep. Yeah. But that was like the game that won it all. I don't know why we're doing it at this point, but Jay had to get in this. What was it? They put, poured the thing in, in they, you they had to white, like rub all this like stuff, adhesive dry. stuff. 
And it, what they didn't tell you until after it was on my body is they're like, oh yeah, this is going to rip all the hair off your body. But just in the areas where we have this. So basically it looks like I dipped into like a bowl of acid, like up to just below my nipples. So I'm hair up top, no hair on my stomach and like anywhere else. It was so uncomfortable. I was frozen in this thing. He was literally crying tears of pain while the Cardinals were winning. Yeah. And they said, I don't, I guess we don't need to do it for you. I was They're sitting like, right next basically to- the same size. We got it. And I'm like, <laughs> What the? F- yeah, he was so mad. <laughs> so, but here's the thing: this if toy card's been sheep dipped. The cards had not concluded the game. They had not won while you were still in the suit, right? No, right. Had not. They, they had, had not you, won. Did you have the thought? If I get out of this, I might, I might break it. I might. Oh my it. god! Oh. You know, I mean, we are too well. You know, it's too well. When we were at Michigan during the Fab Five, like our friend of ours in the first game of the tournament, when we were down by 17 to UCLA and then came all the way back and Jimmy King makes the final layup and they win. That's how old we are. That's all we are. But the, our friend of ours was cooking chicken at halftime and he forgot about it and it burnt on grilling it it. and it burnt into a black charred, like, Mm-hmm. piece of coal so it became our burnt offering and every game we had we forced him to go and buy chicken and cook it on the grill and it became our burnt offering to the basketball god so yes we believe that if if we did so then it's like well in 2000 and in uh 11 we needed jason to get into a prosthetic chest suit in order for us to win that game and then he David didn't do it to hit the yeah. i know and was, we'll see man. you tomorrow night anyway it was just it was crazy so we get in the suit and jay and i have to be like touching each other which we don't really love to do and they're like just pretend like this is really uncomfortable for you we're like yeah we're this is there, bro. we're already uncomfortable we're already there. acting so, so they so we go do the episode and it's watched by so many people and our dad calls us after seeing it and he's like you guys should call shonda rhymes we're like okay yeah, yeah. you mean we'll just sure why First wouldn't we just all, yes yeah. give her a ring call her and tell her you want to go back on the show next week uh, to have them sew you back up together we're like dad dad that is ridiculous and then we thought that, that is the, the most Shonda Rhimes anatomy ever. ever. Like we probably still should call Grey's Anatomy and yeah, yeah. let's call Shonda Rhimes right back now. Patrick Dempsey this season. They can, yeah, this could happen. Yeah, he's, so, he's McDreamy. We're McJewy. We can do this. Yeah, we can do this. I mean, they did the deer, right? They did the deer yeah. and the paddles. The, yep. the deer and the uh, the cardiac. I forgot paddles. about the deer. The deer and the cardiac paddles is like a top five television moment of all time for me. Oh, like so that, getting us sewn up together could. Could be another top five moment. We got to so get back go. on that thing. Yeah. What if it was two people who were not related? What if you, one of you wore a disguise and you guys were two people who were not related, who wanted to be twins, who wanted to be conjoined? Yeah, want to be conjoined for life. We mm, we're getting into Ryan Murphy territory there. <laughs> Listen, right. Nip Tuck season four That's n- could have gone <laughs> in a much different direction. Right? It's a different series at that point. Needs to be a spectrum where we've steered out of Shonda Rhimes and directly into Ryan Murphy. And I think that's where you get the so twist. You take on the, the off ramp into guy is murdered with Build a Bear stuffing gun. Yeah. 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 That's Ryan Murphy. That's classic. Because Ryan that Murphy. was it. That was his kink. Yeah. yeah that's um, what he loved. He, at least he went out what, doing something. Was. He loved. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yes. He's so different now. What if Build a Bear was just build a giant uh, gay man? That would be a fantastic thing. <laughs> build. It's just a different Build-A-Bear. It's a different experience. And it's like, you could honestly, why do they not have a giant Build-A-Bear at the, at the Pride the Parade? Castro I don't San know. Francisco. Please, we're giving Please. you guys ideas. If- I am so glad this happens because one thing we like to do every full cast is come up with a new business model. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
Check. Yeah. Done. Check, check. I just I feel really bad for the like small gym owners. Like, finally, dude, I got it. It's gonna be like CrossFit for fat guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except we're gonna get you know you're gonna get buff and you're gonna get like just enough cardio. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Big shoulders so that you continue mm-hmm. growing bigger than mm-hmm. your belly. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. What are you gonna call it? I'm gonna call it Build a Bear. And somebody <laughs> had to break the news. Right. Like somebody yeah. had to be like. No, uh, oh, Gene. Gene, Gene you so don't close. know. You don't. Jo- you don't know what you just did. You don't know what you or stumbled into. You have a different client base, right? Yeah, I'm saying like guys are really hanging out here very late. I mean, this these workouts should only be like 14 minutes, but like people are just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, we have a thing on the full cast that is our portfolio challenge where we just chose mall stocks. Mm-hmm. Like, we picked quarantine stocks. Yeah. Cause it was around when GameStop was blowing up and yes. you know, we thought, well, that's easy. Anyone right. can do that. We should sure. pick another mall stock and we should pick a portfolio. Who or was Julius whipping uh, world tape I'm, world. I'm winning right now because I picked, um, I picked Ulta because I was like, no one has worn, no one has worn makeup in like years mm. and years and years. And it had to be a store that you would find in a mall. Yeah. And I had Ulta wow. and like Bath and Body Works because like people need candles, people need hand sanitizer. Everybody did you guys see the, do you guys see the Scottsdale fight at the Bath and Body Works? Because yes. oh, it's a good one. Okay. So this is, we talked about this on our podcast. Like what happened to the time? And this was not that long ago when if someone, two people wanted to fight, and they're like, you know, they say something to someone or do something and they're like, let's fight. They're like, okay, meet me outside. Let's take this outside. We take this outside. Let's take this outside. So even in the heat of battle, when you're about to throw down with someone, there is respect for the business that you're in. Yeah. I Look, let's, I'm going to kick your ass, but let's get out of this Waterford Crystal store first before we mess anything up. Yeah. Not anymore. People are just like, it doesn't matter. When you see like people in aprons who are like giving out samples of like Huckleberry hand sanitizer, throwing elbows and getting in the paint and knocking people over, you know, like we've come to the apocalypse. What is the worst store in the mall to fight in? Like things remembered is up Way there. Sonoma. Well, there's way too many shirts. Oh, that's in knives. There. That's way just knives. Too, no, that's that really bloody and ugly yeah. quick. Okay. I, think I think You don't want to get beaten gift. with a mixer. Yeah, Spencer's, Spencer's gift. Someone could take a, a stripper pole and turn that into a... Yeah, turn that into a huge what weapon. What about like yeah. Brookstone? Like, because it's not, not a lot of weapons, but everything you break is expensive. Death by foot massage would not be good. Yeah, I've got some kind of move where I trap you on the firmest setting in the massage chair and you can't move. That's right. it. Then we're in like a Bond Goldfinger situation. Go, go on. Your legs are trapped. Good. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but luck. I'm so relaxed. <laughs> relaxed until you by, die. By trapping me, you've set me free from stress. <laughs> I think I'm winning me? in mall stocks right now, but then our, our co-host Ryan picked Build-A-Bear. Yeah, and you're thinking Build a Bear would go nowhere, and then two weeks after you picked it, apparently Build a Bear just like doubled in value. You know what it did? Because Build a Bear announced an Animal Crossing line. Yeah, 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 that was it. Uh, yeah. And now see? he's skunking all of us. Build a Bear always terrified me because the first thing you see when you walk in is the bin of empty teddy bear skins. Yeah, and I never you can see their eyes, and I never got past that. Do y'all have a dead? Do y'all have a dead mall like an undead dead mall near you? So I mean, in St. Louis where we grew up, there's a dead mall. Isn't Chesterfield Mall a dead mall? It's that, pretty like, much a dead mall. Northwest Plaza was a dead mall. Northwest yeah, Plaza, yep. which the center point of Northwest Plaza, looks like a building in Jerusalem. It looks like the shrine of the book. I'm like, why did you guys go? Why would that? you? What is? Oh, yeah, no, but it's yeah. They're they're the dead mall is crazy because the dead mall was where when we were kids is where we hung out. That's we're gonna go to the mall and hang out and do what young kids do. 
Well, we have a couple of dead malls, and the options are one to start uh, a go kart track in there. That was one no, idea. No, no, I'm taking them all over and turning them into a chain of Christian laser tag arenas. Yeah, yeah, dude, Why Christian laser tag. I love that. Because you have the church, you have the mega church that buys out, like that buys out an anchor tenant in the mall, and then you just sure. play laser tag and the rest of it. But Gwinnett, Gwinnett Mall, that Gwinnett place was used as the mall in Stranger Things season three. Three, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. season three. That's the mall they used, right? Like, okay. Part of the weirdness of Atlanta now is realizing that um, when you're watching something, you go, "Oh wow!" With a little That's bit of CGI, mall. they turned Gwinnett Place Mall into not a lot of CGI. No, well, uh, not in no. that case. Yeah, it looks like a found object. No, I mean, the amount of Demogorgons that hang out at the Gwinnett Mall is pretty high. Yeah, yeah I could have told you that in 88. Like, that yeah, was a right. too. Thank same, you. Same. That was the exact same. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I wanted to ask a question. Sure. How did y'all get to Michigan? Like, like where, where, does, where does this happen? So we're St. Louis, born and raised, huge, you know, like Midwest guys. We kind of grew up rooting for the Missouri Tigers, like back in the 80s. Tigers team. Those great Norm Stewart basketball teams, Lee Coward, Nathan Bunton, Doug Smith, when he transferred down from like, he was up a Detroit player who was unbelievable. Those teams were incredible. Derek Chivas. Derek Chivas. Like we could, they were number one for a while. We couldn't beat, like we were up against like those Stacey King, Oklahoma teams. And like we could, Danny Manning. Manning Kansas teams went in the big eight. So we kind of grew up with, on all of that. And then we, we liked Michigan. We always liked, it was a Midwest school. We always liked Michigan, loved Harbaugh in the middle, of, you know, the middle of the eighties when we were kids there and Bo was really cool. And then our, a friend of ours, older sister used to babysit for us. She went to Michigan and she was such a huge fan, came back talking about how great it was that our cousin, who's a year ahead of us, she went and we went with her to visit and saw this woman and kind of like went around campus and just thought, okay, this is an electric place. This is an amazing school. And then we said, okay, as we're thinking about where do we want to go to school, we applied there, Wisconsin and Penn and got in, got into all three, but went up to Michigan and for a weekend and said, this is, this is so much fun. It mixes everything we love. Great academics, really good sports, really dynamic and cool people. We're like, we're home. We, we can't not go here. And it was just an easy flight from St. Louis. So it made sense. Yeah. Were you um, in that alternate world where you go to Wisconsin? What does that look like? So, it, so had we chosen to go to Wisconsin when we did, we would have looked like we were prophets because when we arrived, Barry Alvarez kind of started to take over. And oh. by the time it was 94, you know, they beat us. They, so we were at Wisconsin in 1994. Um, it might've been on mushrooms. I don't know, but I know <laughs> that we couldn't get, we were either so messed up that we couldn't actually get to the game, but that was the game where a bunch of people got got crushed in the front of the fence. So like, it's crazy. We were there. We had a lot of friends there at Wisconsin. It was so much fun. And now as adults going back and performing Madison as one of the best comedy clubs in the country, comedy on state street, you know, that's a great city. We, we filmed our Netflix special at the majestic theater there. So I love Madison as much as I love Ann Arbor. It's just two wonderful, great places. It would have been great. Great choice for us. It would have been a great choice because the sports came along. There's been a lot to root for, for that school in football and in basketball. I mean, you think about the Kaminsky method Mm -hmm. uh, when he took them there and what was that? 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And you just think about all the great, 
Wisconsin running backs of all these years. So it, that would have been very cool. I, I have much love and respect for for Madison. Would have been fun. We would have had. We would have partied a lot. We would not have had as much fun at Penn. I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, just, <laughs> that always seems to be like when somebody's like, "Yeah, I went to Penn." The answer is always overwhelming silence. Like right. <laughs> Like, Jamil uh, Swift went to Penn. That's my only Penn person, which I guess answers your question. That in the does, affirmative. Yeah. Hi, Jamil. Fr- sorry. We had, we had friends there too. And a couple of friends that played sports there, a couple of friends on the football team and Penn was good in the Ivy league. I guess that would have been fun kind of in an Ivy league sort of way, but we went up there to visit one weekend and, and we're with some friends and they just seemed so, so stressed out. Like there was no fun. There was like a weird competitive nature amongst everybody and they were college kids, but they just looked like they had too much on their plate. We're like, we're not ready for that right now. And, and I'm not going to lie. The sports, there just wasn't a sort of cohesive sports fallback that, you know, is part of college. Like yeah. when we thought of Ann Arbor and we thought of the, Michigan, like there were chances you could win, see a Heisman Trophy at your school. There were chances you could see a national championship at your school. And we saw a Heisman Trophy. We almost saw a national championship twice in the years that we were there. Uh, Rose Bowl championships. I mean, that's so exciting and fun. And, and going to a hockey game is one of the greatest uh, sports right. experiences ever. This is my favorite thing about Michigan and why I think Michigan and Alabama fans are actually not dissimilar because the experience is this, the calendar is a 12 month calendar and it's assumed it's never like nobody's ever instructed. Oh, well now you're going to go and you're going to watch the baseball team. Right. Right. No, everyone at Michigan, like Brian cook taught me this, that everyone at Michigan goes, okay, cool. During football, have you warmed up? Are you up to basketball speed? Okay, cool. We've got Mm -hmm. basketball going. Okay, cool. Now you're going to go to the hockey game. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, you don't have to say that. It's just assumed. You're just pulled along. Like you have fluency in like no fewer than four different sports. You possibly can't leave out their baseball team where they will yell at us. The baseball yeah. team's great. And the, I'll say this, Jay and I were in Bloomington, Indiana, and we are just what we're doing shows at a phenomenal club there right above the Bishop. I don't know if you guys have ever been there to Bloomington, but if you get a chance, you go, it's the comedy oh, attic. The attic. Phenomenal club. We're there. We're walking around downtown Bloomington and we see a huge bus with a giant block M in the front of it. We're like, who is in town right now? (laughs) Well, who's here? We start walking towards it. Who walks out of the hotel that it's parked in front of, but Coach Coach Hutchins, who is like one of the greatest sports, you know, coaches in Michigan history. We had met her at a football game a while ago. She's like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, what are you guys? Well, we know kind of what you're doing here. And she's like big 10 tournament you guys come to the games we're like yeah she said all right get over here right now we're like okay pulls us on the bus the whole team's on the bus and then she says like the words that like comedians who aren't like super well-known comedians like we Mm -hmm. have our audience and we're cool with our audience but like she says the word you never want to hear tell a joke no No, hey do you guys know hey do you know who these two guys are and we're like oh no Thankfully, people said yes. And because we of said, Grey's Anatomy. I right. think it's because like, of Grey's Anatomy. We're like, you guys are the best. You guys are going to do this today. You guys are the best. We believe in you. We believe in everybody on this bus. And there was like one male coach right over there. We believe in everyone on this bus, except for that guy. Get that guy what the fuck he out doing? of here. Get him off this bus. <laughs> and we start they started cracking up because, of course, you love to give that guy shit. And we get off the bus and we go to every single game. We walk that two miles all the way past Assembly Hall. Like we're walking down a highway to get there. We showed up at every game and they, and this is the coolest thing. And this is what I love so much. So the 
women's sports is just such a joy to watch, especially on a high level because they have Insane fun athletes. You see, and like they have fun level, and they have so much have fun. fun. So like there, I saw a Michigan player in the field start dancing to a Nebraska players walk up music as she got to the plate. And I'm like, I freaking <laughs> love these guys so much. So and much when they came the, down to the field during the game, even though they all came over to the fence the and they high five us and started high fiving us at the fence. Cause they're like, you guys can. And then the best like, thing is, so they won. The, so they win the tournament and they actually weren't expected to win, but they win the tournament. They'd be like a good Minnesota team in the, right. in the finals. They'd be like a great Wisconsin team or Ohio state team. So yeah. after the, afterwards they cut, she brings Hutch brings 10 people to our show and she comes to our show and Hey, and like return the favor. And I was like, God damn it. This is, this is why you go to Michigan. This is why you like it. This is why we love sports because we're watching women's college softball and loving every minute of it. This is, I, I put this out a lot and it enrages and uh, it, it enrages and endears me to a lot of people on both sides, but I have always held that Michigan and Tennessee are very similar. And usually what I mean is that we watch football games like this, mm-hmm. like just it's, glaring arms dude, crossed. Bill self. It's Bill self. If you yeah. Bill self said it, I think it was while he was cheating. Bill self said, uh, if you win, it's a relief. If you lose, it's a catastrophe. Yeah. That's, but the other I, thing, but the other thing I mean is that women's sports is like part of the landscape. Like when I was growing up and you were going to the basketball game, you mean the women's basketball game, like right. women's basketball is the default setting. Cause when I was like, when I was in high school was when Pat summit and Candace Parker were on their championship run. Right. And mm-hmm. you went through the same thing with, I'm sure, with like Florida softball. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Florida yeah. softball was, is still the best deal. They got the best uniforms, Yep. period. And it is complete joy with none of the suffering of other sports. If Florida wins, it's like violent joy. If they lose, um, something gets burned. Like it's just the only thing that unites Florida football <laughs> fans is violence, right? Like I always felt that was the great thing about Michigan is that, you know, we did a show there. And uh, we did it at the library, which is the most. It was uh, wonderful. The it was, greatest it was one of the best shows we've ever done. Right. Yeah, like the second course. greatest. We did it, it in the basement of the downtown Ann Arbor library. Oh, I love it. That's Great. so cool. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it is a joy. And I mean, it just it reminded us how much we just love sports. I mean, uh, it's like pick a sport and we can get into it. I think it's from doing cheap seats and watching so many sports and so many different sports. I can be like, yeah, I'll watch juggling. I'll watch a I'll watch a beard and mustache competition and start to get into it and be like I don't we'll like the way out, he we'll, we'll find the athleticism. Yeah, like there'd be a guy with a check mark, uh, his beard in the shape of a check mark, and of course we would say, and on the, his tax return is a check mark in the single column because no, no woman <laughs> or man would ever put up with that. Would ever put up with that? Those shenanigans. Yeah, that is I. I but when we came down there, remember when we came down to the library basement, mm-hmm. they had as the, our warm up was Michigan's college baseball game. Mm. And we were like, Oh, we're in the wrong place. And I walked in. They're like, no, 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 this is for you. Come in. We're like, okay, Michigan college baseball. Here we go. We walk mm-hmm. in and like 10 minutes later, we're naming, uh, we're, we're naming warships yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with, a, with a bunch of Michigan war dads. Yeah. We did, beautiful. we did world war two and football trivia in the basement of the Ann Arbor library. I feel like that was some kind of initiation, right? Into Michigan hood. Hey, you, you guys got are, the tattoos. <clears throat> your part, you do have the tattoos to show it. Those were, I mean, that's so amazing. These were, these were early years of the charity bowl prizes. We, we decided to stop 
letting him cover himself in Michigan tattoos because it became clear no one was ever going to beat them. Right. And so the, the Ann Arbor show was our, was our reward for the 2019 bowl. Last year, we didn't get to give rewards to anyone. And uh, this year, we'll see. But we're starting off with y'all. If Michigan, if, if Michigan wins, you have to pick one of your f- best fans and put a Michigan tattoo on that person. Let's say Godfrey. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Let's ruin his journalistic integrity forever by yeah, putting yeah. a team logo on him. Face, Thank you. Face but it all Ole Miss, but in the block Michigan in the block M font. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, hate it. Colors in Maze Those in Maze and yeah. Blue colors. Oh my god, that'd be <laughs> that hilarious. Be funny. That's Godfrey, I know you're listening to this two weeks late. We've already made these plans. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. happening, bro. Done. I mean, done. I mean, y'all have watched, you know, via cheap seats, and I imagine because you're just addicts anyway. Y- y'all have probably watched every single event that you could put on television at this point. What haven't you actually gone to? Because, like, that's this is one of my favorite questions. Is yeah. Okay, if I just gave you carte blanche and I said, where in the world do you want to go for a sporting event that you've heard is insane or super intense or just something that you should see, what would you do? Where would you go? So, so we've been to a lot. I mean, we've been to we've been to the Indy 500, which was fascinating and awesome. We've been to some pretty big horse races as well, uh, and you know, we and I would love to go to I'd love to go to Wimbledon to see like and be at center court. I've been to Wimbledon, but I haven't watched a tennis match there. And it just mm-hmm. even being in there completely empty would be amazing. Part of me would love to go see like a final round of a major tournament preferably in Europe to see like a British open or something would look, would be fantastic and cool. Uh, but you know, I mean, prize fight, always fun. Like as kids, we watched Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Marvin Hagler may rest in peace. May Sugar Ray Leonard rest in peace. He's not dead, but I just want him to get a, just a really good night's sleep. It's important. Uh, it's important. But like those, I would love to go to a prize fight because I feel like we've been to UFC before, but I just feel like there's a, there's a certain something that goes on in those things. I don't know. We just, Jay, is there anything you would want to go to that you feel like haven't seen yet? And we've talked about how, uh, we've been to a Rose Bowl. We have been to an NCAA tournament game. Um, Never know. been to a Super Bowl. Never been to a Super Bowl. I don't know if I'd want to go. I don't go. know if I want to go to a Super Bowl. No. Yeah. Isn't that more fun to watch with your friends and kind of do it at like a house somewhere? Like, like, who can afford to be at a Super Bowl? It's well, and the problem thing. you have there is the problem you run into at the title games nowadays. You know, now that there are places, and of course, the Rose Bowl will always be exception to this because you can just stare at the mountains. But, sure. you know, the, so many of these seats are corporate. The, the right. people, the fans who make these games fun don't travel to these big That's games. Right. Like, I have zero desire to go to a Super Bowl because it just sounds like a lot of standing in line yeah like so much standing yeah. in line so much we so we have been to super bowl weekends and mm-hmm. done stuff for espn and then not gone to the game that's but what i have, would do yeah yeah so that's what we've done so we've been on the field for media day we've been kind of been to all run derby on the field for a home run derby we've been um been to all-star game we were in the field and trying to catch fly balls like from that i mean that was insane insane like you're like what's, how it, much what's that like you can catch a fly ball like, you're like i can do that like, we play okay, high it's school pretty baseball. small it's coming down i got a i got a glove no, that's all there like, is to it right field in high school baseball and then all of a sudden like Pujols hits one and it like it hooks like it's hooking it's coming at like 140 like then you start to understand like exit velocity, exit velocity. Like, oh, oh no one's ever hit it like this at me before 
and uh, it was it was pretty nuts. But yeah, we've gotten to do some very cool things. Oh, you know what I'd really love to go is to an English Premier League soccer game. I would yeah. love to go, just love to go see like a Chelsea Liverpool game at Stamford Bridge would just be just phenomenal. And you, by the way, Chelsea may play Liverpool in the Champions League, which is fascinating. And so like that would be something I'd love to, or like an FA Cup semifinal. You know, to me, what I love about something like the FA Cup is like, I would love to see uh, like an FA Cup game of a lower tier team against the higher, like to so, go to it. So, so I, I'm re- I read something that you wrote recently, Spencer, about how the win for a team that's expected to win will never be as high as the win for a team that has no business winning mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. And you almost feel sorry for like Alabama fan bases. And we can get into this when you come to on our, they'll our tell podcast. you they get bored. It, yeah. It's like, they'll tell you themselves. Mm-hmm. It's boring. It's yeah. boring. But when you're the team that isn't supposed to win that game, when you're the team that has no business being in that game in that moment, and you seize that moment that, like you said in the article, which I couldn't agree more, that high can fuel you for years. For years. I mean, it's a, like, the simplest you, way you to You can't relate it. to this, but those of us who haven't seen a championship in a minute, we, we understand. I, I know. Yeah. I always feel like when I explain my fandom, I always have to be like, listen, let me tell you about Satan. And let me tell you about death cults. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you mm-hmm. how awesome they are and how corrosive they are to the Let me tell you how okay. Urban Meyer was my replacement father. Yeah. Oh, you know, like God. every superhero that's like, if I stop taking this serum, I'll die. Yeah. But until then, I'm an indestructible beast. That's Florida fandom, right? Yeah, it's just be like, this is killing my soul and everything that I am, but I can't quit the violence. That's, yeah. that's Florida fandom in a whole. Because you go like, who, why are all these players? They all come from like Florida. What parts of Florida? literally like tropical mm-hmm. mad max just the mm-hmm. worst mm-hmm. the worst portions of this country uh, that we have to offer that's where all of our people come from and then you're I, like you should go to michigan go to michigan go to go to hardy wholesome michigan go hey if you're going to be an sec fan you know why don't you go to someplace like alabama the disappointment really won't last for long it that's won't right right, that's right. Go, yeah go, go get that fandom don't get mine don't mm-hmm. go, heaven forbid, don't go get Ole Miss. It, say, telling somebody to be an Ole Miss fan is like telling somebody to go start off on PCP. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about getting into drugs. What should I do? You're like, PCP. Mm-hmm. Not the heavy stuff. Being Ole Miss fan is like someone yeah. saying, hey, your new favorite restaurant is Hardee's. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. It, it's only going to destroy you from the so, inside out. Kill you, yeah. I, I'm trying to imagine, like, logging on as an Ole Miss fan for the first time in 2021. Like adopting that now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Cause there are kids who are like, Hey, I'm at school. And yeah. It's all about, and you're like, mm, so I love a lot of hard things. Are you guys like this? Cause I just love the notion of like, what is the school's relationship to the last time they were great? So like, are there old people in the stand saying like, I remember the Tennessee. I I remember when Peyton Manning was here. I remember when T Martin was here. I remember, you know, like I was in the stands in when this happened. And so I love that sort of like, cause there were, you know, there's like Notre Dame basketball fans who remember Heron Goaty and, you know, like people who remember those teams who did X, Y, and Z, even loyal of Chicago can be like, we now have these teams that made it. And so for the next 20 years, they'll talk about the teams that happened in these. And it's the it's the specificity and the regionality of that that is what makes this my favorite sport. Agreed. Agreed. 
Yeah. Uh, and well, there's, there's so many more, I, I think there, this is a wonky, this is a wonky theory that I have, but there are so much more opportunity for that specificity in football because the games happen outside. Yeah. Like That's one, one basket. I don't actually believe that basketball arenas are all that different. No offense to all the hallowed basketball arenas out there. Oh, they are. But they're, I, I they're, have to. I disagree with you. I mean, have you? Been, you can I control for you can control for so many more variables there. Like when so you are exposed to, you know. Have you been? Have you been in Assembly Hall in at Indiana? I have not. Oh, so we God. we got to walk we got to walk through Assembly Hall. The guy we when we basket on the court, it's it is it's huge. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's just it's bizarre. It's like mm-hmm. two like tall like it, it really there's nothing on the ends of the court so much mm. like but it's like these two it's almost like a parabola that's like mm. going up around this it reminds you of seattle's football stadium almost like, so in that it's engineered to be super super loud i can dig that super loud engineered to be super like loud old 70s red carpet mm-hmm. on the wall and you're nice. like what is this place and it's so bizarre and it has so much history and the place is intimidating like i even felt like we did a comedy show at Notre Dame and then um what how'd that go do they know what it, do they know what that is they no did. okay they were great they were great because there's smart kids there and and by the way the campus was we, we went around the campus and we're like I understand why people who go here come back and get married here I yeah. get it yeah there is like something so special to this place and we went and watched a basketball game in the what is buddy it? Derek mm-hmm. so Derek Mays is a guy who we who we played basketball pick up basketball out here with and he's like hey I do a TV show and we will talk during the halftime of the basketball game when you finish your comedy show come over to the to what do they call them they call it the hive I don't know what it's called yeah. it's like it's it's almost it's like a, a it's one of the old school bubbles right right it's, it's like yeah. a small so there's a dome and it's tiny tiny dome and there's only like one level of seats there's not an upper deck it's like everyone's on top of the action and we were sitting in the press area and cheering and like four people and then people came over like you cannot cheer you cannot cheer you're sitting near press people you can't cheer as a small child at notre dame stadium when tennessee had a series with them i was told several times to sit down as a child (laughs) by notre dame ushers Mm, no yeah damn right i so i was at in 1997 my girlfriend at the time um her parents were the biggest Penn State fans on the planet. Like, Here, here's how big Penn State fans they were. They looked the other way at Sandusky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't know, but they were just, I mean, it was. They had was, to have an idea. It was an incident. They did not have an idea. I don't think they had an idea. Jesus Christ. I don't think so, they had an idea. But, but no. So they drove to the game. And, and it was so funny because my girlfriend at the time was like, look, this is a big deal. Like, you have to be focused on the game. And I was like, wait, are you telling me to be focused about a Michigan football game? I'm like, just for you saying that, we're going to destroy you. And so we get to the game. And this is the game in 97 when Michigan wins the national championship. And it's a whiteout. It's at night. I'm sitting four seats away from Franco Harris and Michigan. It's the greasy year. There was that crazy collision on the, on the, uh, on a kickoff return that ended a guy's career on Michigan. And and that that was nuts. And, uh, and then it was the game where Woodson made a couple amazing catches and Michigan's up 28 zip. 28. I don't know who that that guy is. You don't know who Charles Woodson is. Uh, And he, and they win 20. (laughs) They're up 28, nothing at halftime. It's silence, silence. Silence in the bathroom at Penn's at Beaver Stadium. I mean, I was like, 
And every time I like shook my, I stood up and cheered after the first touchdown and my girlfriend was like, don't. (laughs) <laughs> I just shook my fist and she said you're shaking the stands i'm like i'm not shaking the stands <laughs> so then we scored and we went up 20 on nothing and i just silently said yes you're vibrating i said yes to myself and she was like keep it to yourself and so then it was 28 nothing and i'm like i'm sorry i literally am just gonna say i'm sorry every time we score because i'm sorry you have to watch this and you didn't think I would take this seriously. Oh, it's going to be a long ride. Then you went to the bathroom and that kid was in the, this oh is my such God. a, there, it was quiet. In the bathroom. Did you like diss a child? Of- because this one has stories about this. I have we watched this talk. one yell we, at children. We, we could talk about that. Yeah. No, this is- kid. no one yelled at the kid, but it was totally quiet. Like a You called that woman a Walmart person. The ship was an Alabama fan. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're in the bathroom. It's totally quiet. There's like a hundred Penn State fans in this men's bathroom. It's like halftime. And there's a little boy in the bathroom, in the toilet, and, and he just goes, Daddy! And the whole place, no one's in. And he's like, I think I fell in the toilet. The place goes nuts. Everyone starts cracking up. I'm like, football doesn't matter that much. This is okay. This is hilarious. There's, there's a, a kid in a toilet. But it's rare that you hear toilet, which is a metaphor for what's happening to Penn State <laughs> to Penn State right State now. Football. Go blue. Wait a and second. The Spencer, the kid that you yelled at, was that a Michigan kid? Was that at the Florida-Michigan Bowl game? This isn't going to air until most of the donations are in. Yes, okay. it was. Okay, please yes, tell the story. Please tell yeah, the story. This is, when, this, is when, this is Lloyd Carr's last game. Uh, Tim Tebow, this is when Michigan, or which, mm. which bowl game is it? I love it when oh, you no. don't pretend to be nicer than everybody else. This is, it's, it's Harbaugh's first game. I love game. it when that shell cracks. Yeah, there's a series. There's a series. It was actually Dan Mullins. Like mm-hmm. first bowl game. A lot of people against. think that I'm the nice one because I'm the girl, and they don't know that that's actually really not true. And I didn't realize how nice irked one. I was by Florida having. But in this case, I am the Michigan nice one because mm-hmm. there were a series of tragic comical bowls mm-hmm. against Michigan where we would do things like end the game with Vernell Brown throwing a double reverse pass when Rex Grossman sitting right back there okay, in that shotgun was funny. waiting for a pass, right? Because yep. Ron Zook figured he'd be brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing Ron Zook should have never figured was to be brilliant. And then there's, you know, we lose to Harbaugh. There's a, there's a number in, in Carr's last game. It's, it's, I didn't realize how much it irked me. Which one was the one where you screamed at a child, though? You gator chomped a child. I just remembered this. It was the peach bowl. <laughs> you do this and, in a child's oh, face? I, I, in a child's well, no, but face. It, no, I mean, we were like, we were like no, a good 30, you, we were a good no, 30 feet apart. No, you were not. And this you little were kid was talking to me. And, and in his face. You gator chomped him? Of a child! <laughs> it really like wasn't. Piling a Jew. Why would you? Hey, man, it's good. kids got to grow up sometime, okay? I mean... I have had much worse experiences at Florida games. Um, but Were you in I was, your forties when you did that? I was. Okay. So, um, and I did, and I pointed to the scoreboard and I sat down. Now that wasn't the part that I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, so I gator chomped a child and I thought, am I being true to myself? And did I harm anybody? I'm like, no, no. I didn't harm the kid. And two, Mm-mm. did I, was I true to myself? And I'm like, I'm wearing the Florida gear. Yeah. This is exactly what this child should see out of us. Right. Thank you. Ready. Thank you. Good education. Thank you. Right. So that wasn't the part that I, probably should have taken back now some guy behind me and i look pretty much like i look now except more ragged like my beard's bigger and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and this guy behind me goes oh yeah hey and in this real thick michigan accent that i'm gonna butcher it's like that's real nice taunting a kid there bubba and i turned <laughs> around and i swear he looked like the lead singer of my morning jacket Oh, so God. he looked around and by the way, I'm with some in-laws and I'm with uh-huh. my wife. I am embarrassing the shit out of them. 
Yep. And I turned around and I looked at it and I said, Hey, my morning jacket, why don't you come down and talk to me about it? And like oh, my God. accent. Oh God. And he shut the hell up. Like to, yeah. to, be, to be fair, dude, shut the hell up. He was up. Well, he was like, I'm amazed. at the way <laughs> Nothing gets through to me. I'm like, you think you can hurt me? No. I went to the, I went to, I watched Tennessee play Nebraska in the Nebraska section when I was like 15. Do you think oh you can hurt God. me? No. Nicest was, fans in football. Fuck you. And that, and, and that was when Nebraska actually was decent. And that's actually, yeah, they, they were, were they were decent team. enough that day. Um, oh yeah. boy. Well, right. listen, it's like here, our fandom for Michigan is that we love this. We love our teams so much that you never want to watch a game with us. We are the worst people ever to watch the game with because we're like Vinny Testaverde's dad. I can't watch the game. I got to watch updates on my it's phone. It's too stressful. And then, too stressful. Yeah, no, too I stressful. literally am like, I, so I have wished the worst things in the world on my own team. Mm. Yeah. Like I, not on this one. Yeah. Coin flip goes the other way, and I'm like, well, that's it. It's over. It's not our it's day. Over. It's not our day. Yeah, it's, it's not your day. It's not your day. Mm-hmm. It's not your day. You take the tiniest thing and extrapolate it out to and the full thing. And then when you add to that a fumbled punt at mm-hmm. the end of a game that should have ended a Michigan State game. And when you, you add that. to that a bad spot in Columbus where you should have I won. I heard it was good. I heard yeah. the spot no, was I good. It was, was it good. not? Yeah. It depends what angle. If you're looking at the wrong angle, then it's good. If you're looking at yeah, the correct angle, the then it was angle, It's totally good. Michigan uh, is currently out donating Ohio State by like $35,000. Right. And Ohio State is out donating, donating Nebraska like five to one. Thanks on, for football. And on Nebraska. Scott Frost Day, no less. And on Scott Frost Day, no less. Hey, well, we that actually them. makes sense. <laughs> we owe them reverse time. We do. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to have you on ours. So, yeah. One quick question, though, to end to end this. And sure. We're going to home for your time. I'm going to leave you with this question, which is more of a co like a, a koan than a question, which is this. If you were in Venice and it was a beautiful spring day in Venice and you were beholding the ocean and the glory of the city where this is going into the water and mm-hmm. thinking about the passage of time and all things immemorial mm-hmm. and um, Brady Hoke passed you dressed in an ascot, a beautiful silk shirt mm-hmm. and eating a hot dog with no explanation. Mm-hmm. Would that be the most thrilling moment of your life? Would you push him in a, him I thought you were going to say, would you push passing. him in a canal? Wait, are you saying Venice, Italy or Venice, California? Venice, I, Italy. I, Venice, Venice, Italy. Florida. Venice, Italy. Yeah. Oh. I would jump up on a bridge, grab a gondolier's pole, and just beat him silly. I would beat, <laughs> I would, I would beat every hot dog out of his mouth and say, how and the whole dare time you? I'd be doing it, I'd be like, this is Venice. This is Venice. This is Venice. This is let me finish the hot dog. Hurry, Vitarchi. We need Ryan's Brady Hoke for this. Ryan does one of those. Ryan does one of those Brady Hoke voices where it sounds nothing like him, but now right. it's the only but thing that sounds correct does. because it's how Brady Hoke should sound. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's exactly. The sound of his soul. All right, I'm gonna let you guys slip off. Y'all, thank you so much. This is fun. Let's do it thank again. Thank you guys. Let's thank do it again. Hello. Should we? Yeah. Thank you. Please I'll see you in a second. Our podcast. I, I guess. Famous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where okay, Where we'll can we find you? You famouses. Oh, uh, you guys can please. find. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, I think your fans would dig uh, our podcast view from the cheap seats. It's sports every week. It's our take on sports. I'm on it. Guests. Nicole Auerbach's been on it recently. Don't let that stop you. 
Yeah, no, that should oh, be the Don't let either of us deter you. I'm about let to that be, be the it, reason. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer's, Spencer's about, about to be on, on it. it. You might let that stop you. but I mean, we, we look at people who know what they're talking about so we can take the deep dive into sports. Comedians who are funny and have a deep appreciation for sports. And then specific people in the areas of what is hit, what is like going on right now. It's Adam Rank, mm-hmm. then it's the NFL. If it's, you know, uh, Jayon Wright. For t- Matt Weiner mm-hmm. for talking about the NBA. It's, it's a really fun podcast. And it goes hand in hand with what you guys do. So uh, I think your fans would dig it. Appreciate I you think, guys. Thanks for letting us come yeah, on. I love what you guys do. Keep doing it. I love it. I'm a consumer. I will say one last thing for the full cast audience, which is that much in the same way that most of our audience doesn't, uh, not most of our audience, a big part of our audience doesn't like football avowedly, but they love our show. Um, if you think that comedians are not your thing, just in general, um, comedy is not really my thing in general as a genre, but I love you guys, a sports show, because again, it's like funny people talking about something. Right. Like it's, it's the, I, I like it because it's not just like the real, like stand up in general is not my thing unless I like know the people. Right. Uh, also, but also, no so, matter who is on this show, I tend to enjoy it. Also, celebrate the Sklar Brothers' entire catalog, cheap seats, and everything, um, because they have an entertaining mass. It's college. I- yes, and no. also this. Both of you genuinely love the world's strongest man competition. You don't. Love it. Dude, you might. Man. You might mock it, but you're laughing with it. Not. I at mean, it. It, it, we are all one hernia away from being Magnus for Magnuson. I'll just say <laughs> that. Throw the keg over the wall.